1: Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the two of Feathery, Rether and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like screamies top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both <laughs> and Zach they it cooled in two with Zach runs off with this valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some f- The early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some words f- with friends. Both Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts friends. of other podcasts. We're gonna Birds bite off friends. their eyeballs. We're gonna start Birds every segment friends. watching the scene from The Last Birds of the Mohicans, where friends. the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're gonna be nasty we're gonna reflect the blue collar nature of this city hello everybody and welcome to birds with friends the four of us here Bo wolf zach berman marissa dunn and the bun in the oven the dunn bun
2: <laughs> i like didn't even get it when you said it at first until zach laughed <laughs> we are
1: I'm here new to
2: these jokes okay we Yeah. we are here
1: to talk about the number one seed in the nfc the team with a bye The road to Arizona will go through Philadelphia. The Eagles finally crossing the finish line of the number one seed with a 22-16 win over the New York Giants backups. Davis Webb getting the start against a returning Jalen Hurts. MVP chance to the first uh, offensive play of the game when Jalen Hurts is out there. And after that, really, eh, nothing else mattered. Nothing about this game is going to be memorable in any way except that Jalen Hurts returned. He played a very cautious game uh, for the very first time in his career. There were no called runs that were not quarterback sneaks. Uh, He was willing to slide in situations when he would otherwise lower his shoulder. The play calling was conservative. And all of that was in service of doing what they needed to do to secure the number one seed. And now Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson and Josh Sweat and all the guys who were 30 years old and, and more on this team are going to get some extra time to heal up ahead of the divisional playoff round. Zach, uh, for a regular season that has sort of felt like preamble, that this was the season was always going to come down to the playoffs. And this sort of felt like the inevitable conclusion to the regular season, that they would be the number one seed in the NFC. They have finally gotten there. And now the real season starts.
3: That's a way to frame it. And given the context of the season, that is true. I don't think we can lose sight of the fact that they're 14-3. and They have the best record in the NFL. They have a first-round bye. If you told me that going into on the flight to Detroit that night, I would have said, what? Really? And I framed that question to Nick Sirianni the other day, too, because I get that the stakes have been raised. Completely understandable. Right When you have this, this, the way the Eagles played this year and the fact that they could have clinched this three weeks ago, it makes this somewhat anticlimactic. But it still is relevant that they're a 14-win team, that they have the best record in the NFL, and that they clinched home field. And that's why I think all that mattered tonight, and you alluded to it, was that they won the game and they came out, from what we know, healthy. Uh, and I think that... Like, those were the only two objectives. And I bring that up because there's a number of people that I've heard from who who thought that they needed to look a certain way. You know, they, they need to enter the postseason with momentum. And well, I mean, do these people not remember 2017? Yes, and, and, that's, and, and that's my point. I think there's very little correlation to what occurs in, like, this game tonight, to what's going gonna ha- to happen two weeks from now right there's going to be they they're playing 2 weeks from now there's a, a week off anyways they can recalibrate they can get healthier there's going to be a lot of self scouting there's going to be a lot of scouting the potential opponents uh, so i yeah you always want to be improving but all the all that mattered today was winning the game getting jalen hurts back and getting healthy
1: absolutely and yes, it's true that at the at the beginning of the season, this would have felt like uh, an, an over. Like, like really outplaying the expectations, right? I mean, the Eagles have exceeded their Vegas preseason win total more than any other team in the league this year. But I also think that by like week three of the season, this felt like where this was headed um, because the number one seed very early on. The, okay. the, the expected powers of the NFC very clearly were not what we thought they were, like the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks, Those teams all came out limping, and there was clearly an opportunity. And what we didn't know in August that we knew very early in September is that Jalen Hurts had taken this leap and that he was here to stay and that that raised the ceiling of, of the team to a crazy degree. And so it was appropriate that he was back for the game that was going to clinch them the number one seed. And this was not the Jalen Hurts that we have come to see. And if you really want to get nervous and and you want to be worrying for two weeks, the worry is that, you know, what if Jalen Hurts is going to be, you know, as injured looking and as cautious in the playoffs as he was tonight? I don't think that that's a reasonable concern because he's not going to play the same way that he played tonight, even if he is hurting. He's going to be willing to put you know himself on the line, but you know you saw tonight uh, against this backup Giants defense, they were one for five in the red zone, right? And part of the reason for that is that they were not utilizing the Jalen Hurts aspect of the running game. You know they weren't taking advantage of that plus one, which is part of the reason they're so good. They have the best red zone offense in the league, but he's got two weeks off. He threw the ball fine, I thought, uh, and I think that this was a very um, adult like a uh, smart thing that the Eagles did in this game. They knew that they could win this game by doing the bare minimum. And as you pointed out, Zach, you know, Jalen hurts for the first 14 games that he played this season, no matter how well he played, no, how, no matter how well the team played, he would say the standard is the standard. There is yeah. no, like, it, we didn't, we wasn't good enough. And yet today after uh, a game that was not his best, he said yeah, it was good enough. Everything, his answer to multiple questions
3: was good enough, right? How did he feel? Good enough. How did he play? Good enough. Um, you know, were you hurting out there? Good enough. Are you going to be 100% in a few weeks? Good enough, right? That, like, that's, that's the way he, he framed it. And there was a lot that went into getting him to play this week. And I was a bit surprised, frankly, how candid Nick Sirianni was um, that Jones was really hurting out there.
1: Right when, when do you think that that was overboard honesty or a little bit of gamesmanship uh, looking ahead to the playoffs, making teams think that he's not going to be as aggressive as he usually is? I don't think it was
3: gamesmanship. Maybe it was like justification. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was back end justification for the way they called the game, for the way they played tonight. I don't think it was, it was gamesmanship because he also said it's, you know, he was able to, to knock off some rust. And it's gonna be real valuable for him to get time here to recover, uh but yeah, so when Nick said that that Jalen was really hurting i i um I actually chimed in for clarification because i i I wanted to say really hurting tonight, you meant, and he said, yeah, he's still sore, and Jalen, who's always cryptic about this stuff, kind of alluded to you know how hard he had to work to play in this game here and so i i I, this this was not the same jalen hurts the analogy that i used in a story that should be up on the athletic in a few minutes is is uh you know it's it's kind of like when your phone's in airplane mode it still works but it doesn't have all the features right and and it's
1: tech savvy zb over here
3: Tech savvy didn't know airplane mode. Oh, that, <laughs>
1: that's, that, that's your that, that's your go-to analogy is. Well,
3: what did Rick Riley say? Never use a line you've written before or you've you've read before, or you've written before. So you have to
1: you And then he famously the said uh, about six years later, never use a line you've read before, you've written before.
3: <laughs> and so I had to go back in the well and you know, find something different. Um, but no point being that uh that Jalen Hurst And
1: a few years after that he said <laughs> Never use a line you've written or read before
3: <laughs> uh Joan Hertz had had the uh the it, and and you mentioned the stat i i I put it in there. There were no designed runs tonight. I didn't realize it was the first time in his career. there were no designed runs, but there were no designed runs tonight uh, the the uh, amount of dropbacks that he had was actually really high second does tied for second most this season i believe forty two dropbacks um but even though he was hit five times, sacked three times, there were never any like big hits that he didn't expect, and I, he yeah, did a good job the opens, anticipating yeah. them. Yes, and he got down. There was there was nothing there that that made you cringe. And
1: so it was I think his quickest good, time to his second quickest time to throw of the season, like a a point zero one second longer than the Cardinals game when when they had all those quick yeah, screens. It was screens. very much like they were calling this game to protect Jalen Hurts. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and so that's why him saying good enough, I think, was relevant because that's what they needed tonight. Like, they just needed good enough. And I know the stakes are raised in two weeks, and I know they need to play better in two weeks. That's obvious. But they're going to get a better Jalen Hurts in two weeks. And Jalen, uh, for those who's, who saw the footage of him arriving at the stadium, it was an awesome shirt. It was the on-back shirt. It was a, It was a cover of... Was it the Chicago Sun Times or was it a made-up newspaper? I think it was the Chicago Sun Times, mm-hmm. but it looked like I think it said Sunday sometimes, maybe. Um, and it was Michael Jordan coming back from retirement the first time. We're in the four uh, five. Yeah, and and it says I'm back, and uh,
1: Jalen. Of course, famous words also spoken by Isaac Sopawaga. <laughs> no, hello <What>? Dinata. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dinata, okay. <Jeez. laughs> yes uh and uh i i don't think i it would be really coincidental if that was the the top outfit on the uh you know in the pile today yeah he knows what he's doing yeah yeah, he, he knows what he's doing emily always jokes with me like uh why are you wearing that shirt or something and i said it was literally the top one on the pile right like i i'm not paying attention to to what i wore two days ago or a month ago or whatever and uh and I, you know, Jalen purposely wore that shirt and the fact that he was back. That's what mattered the most.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, we can, there is going to be some uncertainty uh, about what he looks like in that playoff game. Um, I would imagine that like the the messaging ahead of that game is going to be he's a hundred percent. There are no limitations, but I think there it will be reasonable to to have a little bit of nerves about how what he's going to look like. But, they did, they did the job that's going to get them extra time for him to rest. Um, and so, they got, I mean, they got it done. That's what matters. Uh, like nothing else in this game yeah. aside from potential injuries. And I know N'Kobe Dean uh, was taken back and looked at at one point. We don't have any word on that. But other than that, like this is it. This is, this is what they needed to do. And now things are set up. And so why don't, we, uh, why don't we set up what the playoff picture is, okay? So the Eagles are the one seed, as we know. The two seed is the San Francisco 49ers. They will play the seven seed Seattle Seahawks on Saturday. Seahawks, uh, I think they open as like it's like nine-point underdogs in this game, which seems a little bit spicy considering it's a third a third time around matchup. Uh, Seahawks have not played super great. Real quick, can I ask you? Um,
3: I I was writing, and as as you know at the stadium. Uh, you know, they didn't have the TVs on in in front of us. Was that final drive as as wild as? Oh, a- it
1: was awesome. Dan Campbell right. and Ben Johnson just crushing it. Fantastic. Uh, the key, the, the, the really awesome play was the the third down little, like uh like quick screen and lateral, and then Panay Sewell just bury, buries he, a guy in yeah, the yeah. He field. had a
2: great block. That was awesome.
1: Awesome. And then they go for it on on fourth and like one and a half to win the game. It's really like it's the it's the it's the perfect Lions victory. They, they don't so even, deserve. They, to they be don't in. even have to. Yeah, they're one I mean, of the best, uh, look, best fourteen I, teams in the league.
3: Yeah, and and, and no knock on on the, on on the Seahawks. You play the full season. The tiebreakers are what they are, and and that's what happens. But I mean, the Lions deserve to be in over the Seahawks, in in my opinion. Um, yeah, and
1: just like the Steelers would be a better team yeah, in the playoffs than the, and the Dolphins, Dolphins at this point. Sure, but but, but that's why at you least think the Lions
2: games. got to lock, knock out the Packers. Like I know it's you know still not making the playoffs, but I feel like that probably was was pretty okay. satisfying to their fans.
1: It's almost well better said. for them because then their season doesn't end on a loss.
3: Yeah. Like... I have a Super Bowl team out already. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I picked Chiefs, Packers, and Super Bowl this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love uh you love those conspiracy theorists. <laughs> you love your ayahuasca. You mean uh,
3: two time MVP, you know, the or th- what three time MVP, the last two MVP went. Yeah, I thought he was gonna have a good year. I was wrong.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you though. Go on. Yeah. You you're always just you always just side with accomplishment. That's why Russell Wilson you thought was gonna be the answer for the Eagles. I don't,
3: I, I don't back off that. I don't,
1: I you don't Russell back Wilson, off
3: that. No, I, I I like I like I'm I'm not pretending I didn't have that opinion. Is oh, okay. is is what I'm saying. You know, sometimes some people for like pretend that they never said something. I I did say that. I thought that about Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. I was yeah. wrong. Jalen Hurts has been outstanding. Russell Wilson hasn't been.
1: All right. So, yes, the Seahawks open up as nine and a half point favorites for their trip to San Francisco. If they were able to pull off that upset, they would be uh, immediately heading to Philadelphia. We would know that right away. Uh, Then on Sunday, you've got the G men going to Minnesota for a rematch of a game from a couple weeks ago that ended on a 61 yard game winning field goal. And they are only two and a half point underdogs against Minnesota. And if they win that game, they could be coming to Philadelphia for a matchup, uh, presumably the following Sunday. And then on Monday night, you've got the featured attraction, the Cowboys against Tom Brady at Tampa Bay, but the Bucs are three-point underdogs, Cowboys favored. And if there are no upsets in the two other games, the winner of that game will come to Philadelphia on short rest. And so that's how things set up for the Eagles. How are you? How do you feel about that path for the Eagles, sack? Navigable.
3: Look, the 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 number two seed, which is really good, but they their quarterback is a seventh round pick. It was Mister Irrelevant this year, right? Um, the Cowboys are going to be tough. Uh, the, the The Cowboys are tough, but the Cowboys have a real tough first round matchup. They've never beaten Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady's undefeated against the Cowboys, um, and I know the Bucks have been bad this year. And I ate my words with the Packers, but Tom Brady in the playoffs—he's he's still dangerous. And so I'm fascinated, fascinated by Monday's game. But yeah, the Eagles—it's like they've already won a playoff game when you have the first round bye. It's even more important in uh, the in the in the in the new playoff setup. And uh, I think Dallas is a really tough team. I've said that. If Dallas is the team they face that that's 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 going to be hard but going into the year like you mentioned the heavyweights in the NFC were the Rams the defending champions the Bucks with Tom Brady the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and this is not a year where there are heavyweights and frankly the the heavyweights if 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 you will are probably the top 3 seeds in, out, outside of the Eagles because the Eagles earned you know when when you're 14-3 best record in the NFL you earn to be in that company but the, the Chiefs, the Bills, and probably the Bengals, you would say, are the teams with the best chances of winning the Super Bowl. And so, uh, so I think that the Eagles don't have to cross any of those teams until
1: the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the Niners have won 11 games in a row. So yes. they deserve okay. a little bit of respect, I think, Absolutely. too. But I also think if yeah. you are thinking about it just logically, the Eagles are the most likely team in the NFL to play in the Super Bowl because they don't have to play any of those teams in the AFC and they get to play two games at home. So, uh, that is a good position to be. I,
3: I know that I'm, and, and, and you are right. I've, and I've talked up the Niners all, all, all season long too. And I think the Niners are a really good team with the, with, you know, well-coached outstanding roster. What worries me in the postseason is top quarterbacks. I've always said that and that, uh, I mean, I say, I always take. say that like that's a bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped myself there. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> third downs. Third down. You got to watch out for third yeah, downs. Sorry third about zone. that.
3: Sorry about that. That was a little, that was, that was okay. a poor way of framing it. Um, fun. But yeah, the, the, uh, those three quarterbacks in, in the AFC are, are guys who can carry their teams to wins. The Niners, no the God strength, the strength of the team is the team with the Niners, right?
1: It's, it's not the quarterback. Mm, that's right. Um, so water gun to your foot. Who do you think? Who do you think the Eagles are playing in two weekends? Cowboys. Okay. you going to
3: Yeah. I am uh, I think I'm going to say the giants. Oh, that would, that would be a layup. For, I, mean, I mean, the Eagles, <laughs> oh. <yeah. laughs> but I'm more or less. I, I, I shouldn't frame it that way. Uh, yeah, I think the Eagles, we would, I think that's the best scenario for the Eagles is playing the giants. Better than the Seahawks. I guess I'm not giving the Seahawks much of a chance, but uh, yeah, I, I I still think better than the Seahawks is the Giants. Okay.
1: Um. Let's uh. Let's close up a few other uh, loops here that we've been following. Who do you
3: think? By the way, you think the Giants?
1: Yeah, yeah that's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although I I, I imagine that the Vikings are probably going to win that game by one by some crazy ending by one point, but uh yeah i would guess the giants okay. right now uh the new orleans saints draft pick at the eagles hold that will be number 10 overall uh in next year's draft and you know that the, the eagles didn't really lose a ton from that loss last week more. it would have been number eight overall which is a bummer but you know nothing crazy more importantly yeah. it, it's probably not as valuable as losing uh having to play jalen hurts in this game but here, no, Neither here nor there. And then uh, next year's schedule, Zach. We can we can say this officially. Uh, the Eagles' home games, not in the division, will be against the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings. Their away games, the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. I'm looking at Seahawks. The Kansas City uh, Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Seattle Seahawks. That's a tough, and the Rams. That's a tough sounding schedule. I he said, said the Rams. Rams. Oh, he said the Rams. Okay, yeah. sorry.
2: I wonder if those Rams Seahawks games will be together. That's and what I was wondering out too. There.
3: The Eagles requested that in 2017, famously when Bo became a father. That's right.
2: Would you guys stay out there?
3: I certainly would expect to. I mean, I can't speak for the companies. Uh, you know. But if you're covering the team. Marissa, you should come out too, and then we can
1: help out with babysitting.
2: Yeah. Road trip.
1: Yeah. That'd be (laughs) great. great. Uh, So there you go. All right, Zach. um, Why don't we take a little break? Come back. We can talk about uh, other things from this game that mattered. uh, If there are any specific things that you'd like to talk about. And, uh, you know, how how the birthday party was yesterday.
0: Welcome back, Burns with friends, Bo,
1: Zach, and Marissa, and let's start with some of the um, franchise marks that were set in this game. Zach, AJ Brown needed nine catch or nine receiving yards in order to become the all-time leader in uh, receiving yards for a season, with an asterisk. And on the first offensive play of the game, he made it happen. He finished with uh, this is the wrong game book. What am I looking at here? He finished with four catches for 95 yards. And uh, he celebrated after the game by wearing a Mike Quick jersey and talking to Mike Quick. So, I mean, my Quick season was still better, but congratulations to A.J. Brown.
3: Reed's, ba- – uh, I'm so, sorry. Not Reed. Bo is basically Ford Frick. Um, Did you and- just
2: call Bo Reed?
3: <laughs> sorry, I was <laughs> saying something <laughs> else. 12 (laughs) 30 i'll be flown (laughs) Bo is fort frick and the reference of course is that fort frick was the mlb commissioner when roger maris set the home run record but there were a bunch of like old school people in the media who were complaining that well babe ruth is the true home run king and it deserves it deserves an asterisk because uh babe ruth is the true home run king that's that's what Bo's doing here. I, I, I disagree with Bo, right? The, the, if you're going to not qualify uh, or put an asterisk next to Mike Quick's record, then how about when Mike Quick surpassed the records of those who played in, what, 14-game seasons or 12-game seasons, right? Um, the reality is you you play however many games there are, and there are 17 games. This is what the record is. You can contextualize it he set the franchise record and he, it should, it should be treated as such. Uh, I don't know if Bo can hear me or not.
2: He's frantically Googling something. I can oh, tell okay. by the look on his face. He's, yeah. you know, he's up to something, Zach.
1: Well, yeah. Here's the difference. Yeah. I want to, <laughs> <laughs> one player led the league in receiving yards and And accomplished it in a more uh, like deflated passing environment. agree with the other. That. His season yeah. was better. i'm not I'm not disputing that. That's that, uh, that's just
3: like, yeah, that's that's a fair take to have. it's It's more this idea that these records that were broken today uh, aren't like you know, like they deserve an asterisk or they're illegitimate. Because but they do
1: deserve an asterisk. <laughs>
3: but then I'm saying every single record that they, like the previous records deserve an asterisk because they broke records that at some point were held during 14-game seasons or 12-game seasons.
1: Right? Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, I think that's fine. You can say So then the look only, at things per-game so, so,
3: so then the only records that should stand are those that were created at the beginning of football. No. You Is look, everything no, because the league's expanded. We're all capable
1: head. of doing simple division.
3: Okay, so you think it should be per game statistics? Yeah. Right?
1: Okay. So I don't feel like super strongly about the comparison to baseball. Uh, I think I think the seventeen to sixteen is like a slightly higher increase than one sixty two over one fifty four. But uh, yeah, I mean, my quick season was better. But okay, that's, fine. that's I also that's like not- the like the the single season team sack record, like two years into a 17 game season. Give me a break.
3: <laughs> I think that like records should be something that, that fans should enjoy that players should, like they, they, it shouldn't be, you know, it, it's almost like the fun police that come in and say, whoa. This this record doesn't stand. That's yeah, but
1: it's also like we're 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 all just gonna like put our hands over our eyes and pretend that they didn't just like that that these records aren't just inflated all of a sudden by no, getting it, an extra game. It's it's the same
3: way, it's the same way I, I feel about like hall of fame debates. Like this person doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame. Why do people feel so like honestly? These are not real, you know, it's it's a record, okay? It's something fun to talk about. You congratulate the person who sets it. And then you move like it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be like you shouldn't have such a strong take against someone setting a record.
1: That's that's. My I don't problem. have a. That's not that strong of a take. You're dragging me. You're you're calling me Ford Frick. Well, that's literally
3: what Ford Frick did. Was put an yeah, asterisk but, on it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think I think these deserve an asterisk. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know. It's not like it's just like a different era. You know what I mean? Like there's like, uh, you know, 19, uh, 1961 and like 1920 are a little different than like 2022 and
3: 2019. I'm just saying everything's context dependent,
1: right? There are
3: yeah, sure. more teams in the league. Now there's more passing in the league now.
1: Like there's so many. Yeah.
3: yeah so look, it, you can acknowledge that Mike Quick is one of the best, you know, players in Eagles history. Had he had had a terrific season, but then you can also acknowledge that AJ Brown set the Eagles' single-season record. Like that's an objective. That that's that's an objective. Like we saw it occur. I mean, otherwise, it's 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 kind of like saying like election results are illegitimate, right? Like no, it I'm is
1: not. <laughs> How dare you? And and you are now, this is interesting because, you know, this is a, on this company's podcast, you've just come out against the idea of, uh, dele- of delegitimizing an election. So you have taken a political stance. I, I,
3: I well, I, I believe in the sanctity of elections. So,
1: mm. yes. Just like just like Jed Bartlett.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, both put out a, t- so what this is referring to is, is is Bo put out a, t- a, a tweet yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Well, technically two days ago now, Saturday. Um, when a reader or a listener was in the Reagan airport, the DCA airport, and
1: uh, shout showed out to Cow, the guy's getting married yeah. soon, you know, give him a little, little yeah,
3: showed uh, the Washington Monument, said it got the juices flowing. and. Um, Bo said Jed Bartlett Airport I am a big West Wing fan and I was going to respond um, you should refer to him as President Bartlett and that is a uh, reference to one of the episodes when he was in the Oval Office and he was talking uh, to his priest and his said, should I call you Jay? I don't know why I'm going down this rabbit hole, anyways. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't want to tweet it out because I, I thought, like, uh, I, I didn't want to get political and all, all, all that. But it was a reference to that, anyways. Let's circle back to the records.
1: I think it's I less about, I think it's less about the asterisks than, like, the context. Like, let's can we not just pretend that it's this that these are all the same thing? Like, this is only the second year of 17 games. Like, we all remember.
3: Okay, I'm just saying AJ Brown broke the record. I, I guess which guy he would have done it last week? Give the week. guy credit. Give the guy credit.
1: Yeah, I'm not not giving him credit.
3: <laughs> the first thing you said is that he had it deserves an asterisk. And that it wasn't. No, I didn't say it deserves an
1: asterisk. You, you We you can rewind the tape. I, I did not say it deserves an asterisk. I said, but he did it in an extra game. I don't know. I don't mean. I actually, I actually don't know think if, I said, if
3: you looked but... at the transcript of the show, you would that's, hear that term asterisk. That's, that's possible, made because that's what because because you were calling me
1: frick, frick earlier, and so I was, <laughs> I was already on the asterisk. Um, the Eagles did not get the sack record, um, thankfully, because it would have been a seventeenth game, and we don't want to have that discussion again. Um, but Zach McPherson did get a sack, so that's good. What'd you make of Davis Webb, Zach? Would you like to see more Dave- Davis Webb in your life?
3: Would I like to see more Davis Webb in my life? I imagine he's going to become a coach soon and rise up the ranks. And so as if I cover this game for a long time, Davis Webb will probably be in my life at some point. Um, but uh
1: no. just because he's a white
3: quarterback? No, it has nothing to do with his race. Has, he was offered the quarterback's coach job with the Bills this offseason. That's know. that's what it was a reference to. Was uh, he
1: offered the actual Quarterbacks coach job and not yeah that's assistant? yeah that was the
3: re- no the report is the quarterbacks coach job that's crazy yeah but he wanted his to keep dad
2: is there. a coach or something is that what yes. they're saying in the broadcast
3: yeah and he his dad didn't want to do the pregame interview
2: oh yeah. <laughs> he showed a Davis, them a few times he's a
3: Davis Webber Web Davis <laughs> it's Davis Web yeah, okay Davis webb who was coached in in college by Sonny Dykes who's mm. playing in the national championship tonight and I say tonight because it's already
1: twelve forty one nice. Yeah um Devontae, oh, so okay. wait so what i
3: think of 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 davis webb i, I give him credit right like I've first start World of his career, yeah. yeah first start of his career played Pat with Wilson. some jews he was he was uh he was into it out there and won me a a, a swooper prompt so uh mm-hmm. terrific ball don't lie right there
1: that was good yeah that that's was what good. it was uh boston scott the giant killer scores another touchdown 10 of his career 17 touchdowns have come against The New York Giants, which is just a wild statistic, nine carries for 54 yards. Miles Sanders, 11 for 33. Kenny Gainwell, five for 35. Devontae Smith had seven catches for 67 yards. Dallas Goddard had six for 46. Uh, In terms of just like the flow of this game, the Eagles came down the field uh, without much uh, in the way of stopping them early in the first quarter. They did not score in the red zone, but they had a field goal, and then they scored a touchdown after that. I mean, they were up sixteen, nothing at halftime. This game was was done and dusted. Even though it took a, a, a an onside kick recovery at the end of the game, there was this game was never really in doubt. Mm-hmm. You, you think that's fair? Reed Blankenship got run over by D- Davis Webb at the goal line. That was not a good look.
3: <laughs> Man, no, but, but I mean, credit to, to Davis Webb. That was like his John Elway moment, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I I thought the game was never in doubt. I, I thought. Uh, uh you know the offense look the offense went 1 of 5 in the red zone tonight um otherwise this 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 game would have been a complete rout right uh they are the eagles are the number one uh red zone team in the, in the NFL 70 plus percent uh you know 1 of 5 tonight they haven't been below 50% in a game this year although the qualifier there is they didn't reach the red zone last week against the saints um uh, but the, yeah so this is a game that if it, it's, it quickly breaks open much earlier if they get seven points instead of three on some of those trips. That's, mm-hmm. that's the way I saw it. Yeah. Uh, and also, then a the touchdown defense, called back yeah. for a, a
1: legal man downfield yeah. penalty right before Jalen Hurts yeah. threw an interception in the end zone. So
3: The defense was fine. They didn't really play against anyone. Um, you know, Super
1: vanilla on both sides of the
3: yeah, ball. Yeah. broke down a little bit in the second half, but, again, thought – Overall, I actually thought special teams was, was one of the better units tonight. They totally sniffed out that fake, uh, field goal. That's um, true. They were ready for that, or I don't know if they were ready for the onside kick, but they recovered two onside kicks. Um, so it's a good point. Yeah. And then Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott, I, I, I don't have the numbers, but I've covered his whole career. I don't believe he's had a five field goal game in his career. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. I would have to look that up. Um, so overall, he had
1: one a 14-game season, so it doesn't count.
3: Uh, Jake Elliott didn't play in a 14-game season unless we go back to – I don't even know if he played one in Memphis because, you know, were they in the Conference USA? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so a, a good special teams performance tonight. And a except lot of for things Brett
1: Kern. Except for him? Yeah, he's got no leg. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's true. But he's 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 heck of a holder.
1: Yeah, he can really hold that ball. Say what you will, but he can hold it. Uh, so I I see
3: the question here: Sipas done for the year. If you notice on Sirianni's visor last week, he had the eight on it, and usually the number on the visor signifies that the guy's out for the year. We've although, seen him in a walking boot, but yeah, although Lane Johnson's number was on the visor last year, and Lane returned. So hmm.
1: that's fair. I think um. The biggest thing to talk about on defense, Zach, um, well, two things. One, we saw Robert Quinn. He was a little bit more active than usual, but I don't think we can take too much from that. Um, The biggest thing we saw was that Chauncey Garner-Johnson returned to the defense uh, after five weeks out with a lacerated kidney. And we were debating what what we were going to see in the nickel defense. Was it going to be Garner-Johnson back at safety and Josiah Scott at nickel? Or were they going to rotate and put Gardner Johnson back in his uh, his normal nickel position where he played for the Saints and leave Reed Blankenship at safety? And the latter is what they did. And I think that makes sense. And I give Jonathan Gannon credit for uh, not being like too myopic and, and doing what is the best in service of getting the best 11 guys on the field. Um, it's hard to say like whether it was great in this game because they were playing such a – uh, mediocre offense but I, I thought it made sense and it's also I think worth getting a look at this ahead of the playoffs because you already know like you've you've seen Gardner Johnson and Josiah Scott in the same defense before you have not seen this um, you have not tested Gardner Johnson as a nickel in this defense and we don't know what Avante Maddox's status is I think there's a chance he could be ready for that game the fact that he has not been placed on injured reserve would tell us that the Eagles are hoping that he'll be back uh, by that game, or at least near that game, but if he's not available, I would expect that we will see this same Blank and ship Gardner Johnson combination.
3: So I I disagree with you to an extent, I, and I actually don't think Josiah Scott's been as bad as maybe the public perception is of him. I I don't think I he's been back, terrible yeah. either. Yeah, I I think look, the third and thirty was horrible, and there are plays in man coverage this year when he just has he just can't hang. Right. But I I actually think he's been like fine. Right, and I think so too.
1: He's been a fine backup nickel, yeah, yeah.
3: he's in the right spot. So,
1: I was, but I think Reed Blankenship has been good.
3: I was a bit surprised to say to see that, but as you framed it, I think there's a lot of validity to what you said. You want to see that look, right? Um, because if Maddox is not back, you might say, like, you know, and, and we've discussed this, you're going to see some good slot receivers potentially in the postseason. Um, do you have the the matchups that you want there and the matchup might be better with Gardner Johnson. I don't think chip has been like terrific. Um but yeah I mean if 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 you're looking at it from a it's matchup perspective, good. um Gardner Johnson could be uh is you know is is probably a, a better cover guy in the slot than Josiah is.
1: And interesting to see that they only played one snap of dime in this game, but it was Kayvon Wallace as the Sixth defensive back, not Josiah Scott on the field. And also it was TJ Edwards as the lone linebacker, not Kaiser White, which has which it has not been. And we remember that Jonathan Gannon said they learned a little something from that third and thirty, uh, about the communication. And so To your for question this, for this game yeah. at least, it was T J Edwards and not Kaiser White. Getting the did call you get up. a good
3: question, Bo, on that one? I don't know. Yeah, probably did. Yeah.
1: I'm not in it for the good question, Bo Zach. I'm in it for the answers. I'm in it for the truth. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> well, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. That's
1: that's how it should be. Um, anything else about this game that matters?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we talked about the red zone. I don't think that can be emphasized enough, and that was Nick Sirianni's big takeaway there. But I think a part of that is uh, is not having Jalen's threat to run and is the uh that's such a difference in the red zone right it's the whole thing and so i think a lot of it had to do with that i know um i shouldn't say I, I i know i as i was walking to the car tonight i was going through uh like twitter mentions and i saw there's there's some angst about the offensive line situation and the blocking tonight i don't know for sure if lane johnson's going to be back but my guess is now that they got the bye there's a far better chance lane johnson's back i can't tell you that um you know lane's going to look like he does off you know like he does usually playing with a a bad injury but i think that will fundamentally change the offensive line uh getting him back
1: yeah i think my you know my big takeaway is just that you know this has been by many measures the best regular season in franchise history um it's the it's probably the best roster i've ever seen uh, all of their moves from the offseason have panned out fantastically hassan reddick 16 sacks aj brown sets the franchise record for receiving yards in a season james bradbury has been awesome cj Gardner johnson tied for the lead in in uh, interceptions it's hard to even think of a player who is a contributor on the roster who didn't exceed the preseason expectations for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Devontae, by the way, like right.
3: 95 catches, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, that's a that's a big-time line for a wide receiver. Fantastic. Right?
1: yeah. Uh, and he had, like, the sharpest outfit. That hat he was wearing is the coolest thing I've ever seen.
3: Was it Louisiana? Um, yeah, I so. um, saw. So cool. I think the the, the, the one guy whose who's numbers – probably weren't what I expected them to be, but they are on a per game basis is Dallas Goddard. Cause he, he missed time this year. Right. Right. Um, but on a per game basis, best of his, his career, I I, I don't know what it finished mm-hmm. up as Interesting But going into this game for you to focus um, on
1: per game numbers. Okay.
3: <laughs> going into this game. Well, so I, I spoke to Dallas this week, uh, going into this game, had the top catch percentage and had the top um, yards per catch of his career. And he said, those were like two of the three stats that he pays the most attention to. He said catch percentage, yards per catch, and yards after catch. Mm. Um, and he he said, like, since he's been here, he uh, he's never been, um, like, he's not going to be targeted the way other tight ends are. So he kind of looks at those stats maybe more than, you know, receptions and yards, even though he, he says everyone wants to get 1,000 yards and mm. 100 catches. But uh, I see, Jim, the reason I use per game stats there is I was talking about Dallas Goddard's numbers relative to what I expected this year. And I think Dallas is playing the best he's played since he's been here. Right. But you can't see that. Yes.
1: And so with all of that. It has been a great ride. But. None of it matters now. It's it's all about how they perform in the playoffs. Um, If they like if they don't make the Super Bowl. It's a disappointing season. I given disagree. Where they are. I disagree. I really think that.
3: I think championship game. I think if they don't make the championship game, it's a disappointing season. I think that uh, look, you lose
1: at home in the it's dis- championship like, game. It's disappointing,
3: but it's 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 dis- it's it's disappointing. But okay, in the context of like your second year with this head coach sure. quarterback combination to make the NFC championship game is a major accomplishment, right? Like sure. that to me.
1: But you are here like, now. I'm, you have been the yes. best team in the conference all year long. You have the road ahead. And there are no guarantees. We talk like this. This is such You're a right. fallacy that like, oh, we're ahead of schedule now. They have a, a ton of free agents. The coaching staff is going to change. We like you cannot expect that everybody who got better this year is going to get better again next year like the, the locker room dynamics change. There is no real consistency. you I mean, all that that matters is having a franchise level quarterback. And it seems like the Eagles probably have that. And so their, their window is going to be open, but there are no guarantees. This is, this is your opportunity. This is your chance.
3: The opportunity is, is it's as good an opportunity as, as they, I can't imagine a better opportunity than this being the one seed in this conference this year when the number two seed, like I, I said, has an unproven rookie quarterback. They're on their third stringer. Okay. That's, that's a, an inviting opportunity. I'm not disputing that. I just think that the, and I'm all for like, you know, I'm all for high, you know, you know, high expectations, right? Like, um, yeah, I I think that's uh that's, you know, as, as not for, a lighter bird nest for broader shoulders right like I I firmly believe that but I also think because that you got it's,
1: broad shoulders
3: <laughs> I also think that it that it's so hard to make the Super Bowl to say that uh the season is I mean can I put words in your mouth the season is a failure if you don't make the Super Bowl I mean, like, maybe
1: that's a little strong but yeah yeah
3: like it, you know I think I, a, I, I, it was a stretch
1: I think we can debate like what what measures success. But I think what I'm really trying to say is that this team will be judged by how they perform in the playoffs. That is hundred percent. Like everything that this team is, is, is so good that the regular season doesn't matter. What happens next is what they will be remembered for and how we will judge them and how we will think about them both in the past and moving forward. I, I, here you're if the, making if a very... the Niners come out yeah. and and are just this unbelievable juggernaut and come in here and win the game and then go in the Super Bowl, okay. But like you you know what I you 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 change the judging, right? Yeah. But the this team is so good and so talented and so and has this such a unique opportunity that what happens now is what matters. I, we are here he... now. Everything else was was preamble.
3: Yeah. You're making a very valid argument. Like it's a perfectly legitimate argument. I just think you know, like when the Eagles lost to the Bucks in the NFC Championship game, when you lost to the Panthers in the, in the in the in the in the in the NFC Championship game, that was, you know, that was a fail. You know that that was a, a disappointing season. Those were Super Bowl or bust years essentially. When they lost to the Rams, and I understand it's a different context. They weren't the top seed. They were on the road against the Rams. Same thing when they lost to the Cardinals. So uh, I I guess considering because they're the top seed, because they have the best record in in the NFL, you're expecting it. Um, I just think that uh, this is like their first time going this deep. Uh, There's so much that's like unproven with this team. Uh, And I I, I never want to say it's a year too soon because – like you said, that window could close. I saw that Joe Burrow quote today, and it was great, where he said, "You know, he he, he said, the window's his career, right?" The Eagles once thought that about Carson Wentz. There's so much that could that could occur. Uh, I just have a hard way. Uh, I just have a hard time saying that unless they make the Super Bowl, it's 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 disappointing because it is so hard to make the Super Bowl. But again, we're arguing semantics and.
0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods.
1: All right, well, speaking of dominant regular seasons um, that will inevitably come down to uh, judgment based on what happens in the playoffs, let's talk about super forecasting. Bo Wolf comes in with eight points, Zach with four, Marissa two, and this was a one-point-at-stake week. Uh, Bo had Javon Hargrave set an Eagles season record for sacks for a defensive tackle. He needed one full sack to do it. Did not happen. A.J. Brown breaks Mike Quick's single season record for most receiving yards by an Eagle. Spent 20 turkeys, made it happen. The Eagles and Commanders outscore the Giants and Cowboys. Both teams won, so that's a win for me. Two for me. Marissa, we had Jalen Hurts together, uh, has at least one rushing attempt, which is not a scramble in kneel down or sack. Uh, Zach was going to have to flip a coin for this, but it didn't happen. Oh. I mean, I I guess we should still flip the coin to see who lost it, but no points going on for this one. Yeah, flip it. Or
2: is Zach supposed to do it?
1: Well, he's supposed to, but there are no stakes anymore. So, And then I have a coin, so. Okay. All right, I'll say uh, heads.
2: Okay. Heads.
1: Nice. Okay. So two for me. Marissa. Tyrod Taylor has more rushing attempts than Jalen Hurts. Eh, tough loss there. Yeah. <laughs> An Eagles player who didn't play last week has a touchdown non-passing. An interception, a sack, a force fumble, or a fumble recovery. You had a good shot here, but unfortunately that did not happen either. Yeah. You did, before the game, get both Janarius Robinson and one other Eagles player are placed on injured reserve before the game. On Saturday, Sean Bradley joining Janarius Robinson on injured reserve. A point from Marissa. The Giants convert at least three third or fourth downs on quarterback runs. I don't think that happened.
2: I, I didn't either, but there was the you guys one better stat books than I do. Yeah,
1: I don't believe that happened. And a prominent member of the BWF community announces a major life event. Did that
2: happen? Check.
1: So many texts about that, by the
3: way. Marissa, so like, <laughs> you are. You're so beloved by the audience.
2: I, like, really appreciate everyone's kind. Like, I, it means so much to me. So I'm very grateful for everything nice that everyone had to say. It was really awesome. And huge shout-out to Dinesh because that was so perfect. Like I said, like, I've been thinking about this, like, since I found out. So the fact that he pulled that off in that fashion was pretty awesome. So,
1: I am curious since you're gracious um, about how kind everyone's being. How do you feel about like the charity of just getting a point?
2: <laughs> oh, I feel great about it. I like was like, I'm going to use this to my advantage. And your I was going to wait. I was going to wait to use this in the playoffs. So it was like a two point game, but I just couldn't wait two more weeks. So that's why I was even going to be worse, like waiting to get more overall. Uh, points because I'm so far behind and swooper. This, uh, this is this baby is going to be so competitive between me and Michael. It's actually a little scary. My mom has told us that we're both going to need to, you know, take a step back because we both are a little unhealthy how competitive we are. So,
1: this yeah, is what is going out. this is what is going to lead to the biological advancement of men being able to conceive children <laughs> because Zach is going to go to the tape And realize that all he needs to do to win a point (laughs) is get pregnant. And so he's going to figure out a way to do it where there's a will, there's a way. This is all the, all the millions of years of human history. It's all come down to this for Zach. I, I gotta say, and I'm um, like, uh,
3: I haven't been the husband of a pregnant woman twice. Um, I, I'm I'm not envious of that situation <laughs> at all. So, so you I, sacrifice uh, the Swooper point. Yeah. So, yeah, Swooper's not not that big a deal compared to what what they have to go through.
1: All right. Uh, so two for each of us, Marissa. Zach, the Eagles clinched the number one seed, a leftover from week 17. That's one. The combined number of snaps played by Gardner Minshew, Ian Book, and Davis Webb is greater than the number of snaps played by Robert Quinn. This was a contested bid. He got it. Ball I'm so glad lie. this one worked you, you out. You should be grateful Actually, that yeah. I put Davis Webb in there in the first place. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for giving you the bid. Two for you. Honestly, ball don't lie.
3: That's that's my feeling on that one.
1: <laughs> the Eagles score touchdowns on back-to-back possessions. Didn't happen. And the Eagles set the NFL record for sacks in a season. Did not happen. A three-way, two-two tie. Talk about a real ball don't lie. And that means that uh, I believe the next Swooper will be in the divisional round. That'll be a two-point week plus the one-point carryover. So it'll be a three-point week. All of a sudden, things are getting a little tight for your yeah. boy with a four-point lead.
2: I like it. Make it a little more interesting down the stretch.
1: Mm,
0: we could do career.
2: this, Zach. We got to buckle down, yeah. watch the film over the next two weeks, and we got him.
3: I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. But it's, as long as it's interesting here. Yeah.
1: Mm, okay. Now all of a sudden, you're as long as it's interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything else to talk about? Um. No. So, uh,
3: I, I mean, you you mentioned the schedule next week. Uh. The, yeah. The other thing that I should acknowledge here is that um, you're gonna see some uh, uh coach dismissals during the next you know, 24, 48 hours. Very funny so.
1: graphic tweeted out by the Texans. Thank you, Lovey. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so what, right a, great now, check, what a
1: great FU out the door yeah. by Lovey Smith going for two to win that game, costing them the number one pick. <laughs> Just so, uh, delicious.
3: So right now there are three openings. Um, coincidentally, uh, two of the openings are teams that internet that that interviewed Jonathan Gannon twice last year, right? Mm. Uh, Denver and Houston. So uh, I imagine with the way Shane Steichen coached this year, um, and with you know the way the Eagles' offense have gone, he's going to be a popular candidate. Brian Johnson could very well get you know some under the radar interest. He's he's uh, he's done a terrific job, quarter you know as the quarterbacks coach here. Um, so certainly um, something to watch on the Eagles' end. I know there's some um, new rules around. Timing of interviews. I don't want to say that on the pod before checking at you know I'm I'm before confirming it, but you might see the Eagles in the news a bit this this week for those reasons. And then I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the the number ten pick. It's worth watching Georgia tomorrow night. The Eagles have drafted play their first round pick has been from the mm. national champion the past two years, and they've drafted players from the national champions the past two years, and that Georgia defense. Is absolutely loaded. Uh, Keely Ringo is someone who uh, excels in zone defenses. I, you know more so probably than man. I I don't I don't know what type of defense Eagles are going to run next year, but that's probably the uh, the range that Ringo might go in. So something to watch there. Mm,
1: look at you trying to drum up interest in Ringo.
2: I think the date was January seventeenth too. They had that. That's what they said for Sean Payton that he can't interview said, yeah. in person until. Yeah. January 17th. So it's probably after this next round.
3: So Sean Payton. So it's, it's, um, I I don't know if that's just him. Well, so, so the interesting thing with Sean Payton, because the rules are based on coaches who are employed by teams or unemployed by teams. And I think he's technically considered employed by a team because he's under contract. So I don't, I don't know how that factors into it, but like, for instance, I saw a report that Jim Caldwell's interviewing for the, Job. I it was, um, yeah, yeah yeah that's his panthers job i'm sorry he's already coached the colts um and he's not employed by a, by a right. team so i think he he's can kind of fair game yeah so, so any
2: of the eagles guys would count as you know being employed. yeah
3: but i think teams with the first round by there's like a there's like a window there so uh, uh, again we'll get all the information this week and we'll have it for the next spot and in, in terms of when they can you know, yeah
2: and we'll see what openings there are tomorrow
3: yeah
1: hmm
2: or
3: throughout
1: the week. Right. Or a week later, if, if there's a team like the 2020 Eagles. It's true. Mm.
3: Which worked out well for all sides, I guess. I mean, Doug, I think Doug Peterson's got a good thing going down in uh, in Jacksonville, right? So... And mm. the Eagles, obviously, are the best team in the NFL here.
1: You like Trevor Lawrence?
3: I do. Do you not?
1: I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, was I, I've been having some debates with my friends they, about that game the other night, even though he missed a couple throws, I think he's really, really good. Yeah. That one at the end of the first
3: half in the back of the end zone, he had to hit that, but I, I think he's really good. And I think he has the right demeanor too. Mm-hmm. I think that that team's really promising. Like they're going to, they're going to get better. And for all the, uh, like for all the, the gruff that if I'm using that word correctly, that the Jaggers got for, 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 Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. he's, like an, he's like, he's like, yeah. he's an 1100 yard receiver this year. Right.
1: Um, probably a 60 know. catch season which matters more <laughs> yeah, yeah far above that do um, you hold on let, let me let me just ask you a quick question here let me yeah. do the math da, 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 da. okay so the new standard for you should be <laughs> 63.75 catch season so, so 64 season? if seasons? you could have a yeah. 64 catch season <laughs> okay or <laughs> If if they're if the league is willing to give out three quarters of a set uh, three quarters of a catch yeah. that for you just so you know is going to be your new sixty four
3: catches. Okay, all right, I I will I will do the buckets as as you do for the draft on sixty four catches season receivers. <laughs> um, I I do have a quick question for you related to today, uh, and, and and you were following it on the TV and in front of you. Texans have that dramatic comeback, clinch the number two pick. Right, they lose the number one pick. Uh, I saw a tweet from, from, from Mike Tannenbaum uh, that the bears now have to decide, are they going to tr- trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce young? Or I think they are, should do they they that. Keep Justin Fields. Yeah. I really? I was yeah. Yes. Is, is that what you would do?
1: Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I would see what the offers are for both uh, covertly, mm-hmm. but I think that's what I would do.
2: Wow. I didn't hear that today. That, that would make things interesting.
1: Because I think you might be able you might be able to fool someone and give you more for fields. I mean, that's not you know, it's it's you know maybe fool is not the right phrase, yeah. but then you get you're getting two extra years of control, like who are a player who you know I think might be better. Um I like if if I was the Falcons, okay, and
3: Falcons are are I mean they went what seven and ten, so they're drafting they're drafting where? If I was the Falcons, I would be all over eight. that. Yeah, I would be all over that. For fields. For fields, yeah.
1: Yeah. But what could you
3: I mean? Because if you deal the
1: pick, you're gonna be able to stay towards the top. Like Houston might give you a lot, Indies at four, they would give you a lot, yeah. right? So you're gonna still get probably one of like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Whereas if you trade Fields to Atlanta. You take the quarterback, you're not getting quite as good of a player today. Yeah, that, I mean, it depends on what all the... But you reset the clock, are.
3: too. so Right.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but that's why, you know, maybe send him to the send him to the Colts. Jeff Saturday could do a whole lot with him. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Colts, you'd, you're you're in
3: position to draft C.J. Stroud or so. Are you? Are they drafting three?
1: They're Colts? four. Oh, they're four. Who's three? Arizona. Hmm. Oh, we should also think about drafting a quarterback. I,
3: that, that's a fascinating one. This is going to be an interesting year.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
2: And Dane Brugler will have all draft coverage um, online. On Watch at the, Yeah. Uh, prospects to Pros on the Athletic you Football Show feed every Wednesday. Um, so he's just, he's just getting started with all the, the Dane coverage. So be sure mm-hmm. to tune in.
1: All right. Well, uh, the Eagles have done it. They sort of limped to the finish line, but they got there anyway. They are 14-3, and the best regular season in franchise history. And now it is all ahead of them. The number one seed, a week off, home field advantage, and a pretty weak conference. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be an exciting couple weeks. So for Zach and Marissa and the Chief Hawks, whatever it was that I said. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you later this week as the Eagles prepare for uh, no opponent this weekend for watching. For all of us, we thank all of you, especially the live sickos in the chat. And as always, we love you.